This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. everybody welcome to the podcast that hates reading rules just as much as you do we're the mfg cast uh today we're going to talk about a couple of games that that we played recently that are on our i think they're on our 60 something by one challenge on bg stats yeah so it's, it's still pretty nice to just go through all these games that we've been trying to get through just to see if we like them and if, you know, we want to keep them. And, you know, some of these games, like we just talked about it today, like we were going to play a game today that I think has sit on our shelf for like two years and we still haven't played it. Oh my God, it. way longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good Lord. But um, we'll get to it eventually. Probably since before New York. Yep. So it's been a long time. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about anyway, that right now. Yeah. A long time. Uh, so we're going to talk about two games that we played recently. We're going to be talking about Museum by Holy Grail Games, and we're going to be talking about Dragoon by Lay Waste Games. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk about Dragoon by Lay Waste Games. I'm going to start by saying this game, for some reason, well, I shouldn't say for some reason, this game caught my eye, I think, the very first Gen Con that we ever went to. Because I felt like I had to have it, you know, like you're going to your very first con ever and you're like, ooh, ah, I got to have all the things. And then this one walked by and I was like, ooh, I want that game. This dragon is gold. Yeah. But that was the expensive version of an already expensive game. Yeah. Yeah, so we crazy. don't have the version that is like the premium version with the gold dragon. We have the regular one. Yeah. So that is my little squirreled thought <laughs> on it, because I'm sure that a lot of you can appreciate the fact that you feel like sometimes you need to have all the things. And we, I don't know if we ended up, did we end up buying this at our first Gen Con? No, I think we ended up buying it at a con like years later. Yeah, but this this one is one of them that has been sitting on our shelf for quite some time. Yeah, it really has. And so here it is on our 60-something by one BG Stats challenge, and we finally played it. Yeah, it was nice to be able to get that to the table. And... I don't know what I think about it. <laughs> I'm doing a fake smile because I I just, I don't know. You yeah. can start, Kurt. That's okay. So I'll just kind of do a like quick, like what it is. So basically what it is is you're dragons and you're trying to collect the most gold. And the way you do that is you're trying to either uh, get cities or towns to pay tribute to you. 
or you destroy them to get the quick gold, and then whoever is the first to 50 gold wins. You also you can also fight other dragons to get their gold, or you can use uh, certain cards that they have in the game to also play to kind of maneuver that way. And I think what it is... And there's what, also a treasure chest or something. Yeah, the treasure chest, that's right. So like, there's <clears throat> yeah. a, like a thief that has a treasure chest, and you're trying to yeah. get their gold because you're like, they're stealing from us, so we got to get it back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think I think one of the reasons why you maybe had a problem with it is because, and I I will agree, my play with you wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be as well, is because I think this game doesn't play well as a two-player game to me. I think you're right, because it was just like, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to take over this city. And then you're going to go over here and take over that city. And then you're going to come over by me and you're going to take over this city that I already took over. Yeah. And you're going to flip it. Okay, that just wasted my turn. And then we're going to re-roll these dice and we're going to place towns in the the grid, however the dice land. And then we're going to do this over again until we have enough dice or not dice, enough coins for this game to be over. And I was like, do I try to attack him or do I just try to make a dynasty? Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. Maybe we do need to play with more people, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. Do Did I know what this game was about when we were buying it? No. Well, we probably not. Well, we kind of knew, but we didn't know the, the inner workings I, of it. You know? I probably just saw the shiny gold dragon. Yeah, yeah, for Let's sure. Let's be real. It's definitely beautiful looking, for sure. It is. However, look at me. I'm like, I normally don't provide this feedback. Yeah. However, the board is not a real board. Oh, that's It right. is cloth. Yeah. And the score tracker is also cloth. So there's two cloth pieces that you play on one is the game board or the game cloth and one is the tracking cloth kind of weird yeah it is kind of i think like i could have gotten over it if it was cloth for the game board Mm -hmm. but the tracker that was kind of annoying well i think i think it might have been okay like say we like this is kind of weird to say it, but maybe put it in the dryer for a little bit to get the creases out because it had it was creased because of being in the box and it doesn't uncrease very well. So it's like it's kind of all over the you're, when you put your yeah. stuff on the scoring tracker, it's kind of all over all over the place. But you'd have to do it every time you want to play the game yep. because then you're going to fold it or roll it or however you're going to put it away. And then it's going to happen every single time. Yeah, that's true. So I yeah. don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, I'm being, I'm being naughty. I don't know why. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's your opinion, you know? It is. Um, Take it or leave it, you yeah. guys. Well, and I think the part of the game is is it's literally, it's 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 a chaotic game, and it's supposed to be that way. It's like yeah. you're supposed to, you know, attack the other dragons to get their stuff, and you're supposed to attack the cities to get their stuff and that kind of thing, you know? Like, that's that's like kind of like the point of the game. I think the part that was kind of weird for us is that because we were on other sides other ends of the board and it took us a while to kind of get engaged it was almost like playing like a game of long tag it was just really <laughs> weird and i think if you get like three or four players in there and like you know i usually don't look at this but i saw on bg or on bgg it says best with four and i agree, i i haven't played it but i agree that i think that 
once you get all of those dragons in there, then there's going to be a lot more, like, there's going to be a lot more interaction between all the players, and you're going to get a lot more um, going in to it than just if, you know, if just, you know, a couple of people. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you just eat. You never know. It might still not pique our interest at four players, but I kind of would like to do that. I, you know, I'd like to bring it to our game night with where we play four players and just see if like that actually well, is worth it or not. I agree because I think that if it doesn't deliver at four players, then why do we have it? Yeah, exactly. And then again, that's kind of why we're playing some of these games that we haven't yeah. played because it's like obviously we have a crap ton of games. And we don't need every single one of them well, if we don't love them. And we we discovered that uh, towards the beginning, I think, of our challenge when we played Brew, right? Yeah. Because we played and played and played Brew because we were, I think, kind of trying something different with the different ways that we played games and the different strategies and stuff like that. And... I think we just about killed ourselves playing that game so many times, thinking that maybe if we play it this way, what about this way? Yeah. Well, and, and again, it, it, it makes it obvious. Like, okay, like the fact that we played it that many times and it just did not break through to us. Like, okay, well, obviously well, that's not the game and for it, us. And it doesn't mean that it's not the game for somebody else. And I have to remind myself that too, because it's just, it's, you know I have a hard time with that. Well, and there's a lot of people that are reviewers and people in the board game industry, like as far as like uh, media like us, that will instantly shit on a game and not hold anything yeah. back. And it's like, and we've talked about this time after time again. Like, there's a lot of games out there. It doesn't even matter if it's board games, video yeah. games, whatever, that some people like and other people just can't stand. Well, and normally I kind of... I don't want to say I skirt around it necessarily, but sometimes I do. Like, just, yeah, it's just really not for us. Yeah. But this one, I just, I have to be convinced that it's worth keeping it on our shelf for four people. But I'm not really certain that even at four people, that it's going to be a game we necessarily want to keep. Mm -hmm. Because unless they really like to play it a lot, how often is it going to get to the table? Yeah, for sure. And then that could be something where, you know, we know people around around where we live that we can easily be like, does somebody want this? We can pass on something that maybe not be fun for us, but it might be very enjoyable for somebody else. Enjoyful? Yeah. What is that word? Isn't that a word? Enjoyable? Enjoyable, enjoyful. Wow. Enjoyful is Did not I just a word. Make it enjoyable, yeah. It's a word to curse. I make up words I'm whenever like, I enjoyful. want. Enjoyful. That's right. All right. Well, I think we talked enough about Dragoon, unless you want to talk <laughs> and, more about it. And it's over. No, it's fine. Let's go to the next Sorry. game. Sorry. So the next game we played is Museum by Holy Grail Games. This is a game that I have actually played before, but Tracy hasn't. Yep. And that's uh, why we put it on the list. Yeah. And uh, Mike actually has, old podcast partner, Mike actually has a game. He brought it out. We played it. We liked it so much that I think I ended up get, we ended up giving him a couple of expansions for Christmas yes. one year. Yep. Um, but we've only played the base game for this so far. 
So why yeah. don't you tell everybody what about what museum is? Just a little high end. Well, I first of all, I'm like sitting here looking at it because we played the game today. And we're going to play it probably after we're done recording because I liked it. But I also want to maybe try another strategy because I got in my head. So in this game, there's a lot going on. There is. It basically divides the, I would say, the world into four different segments of continent areas or something. Because obviously there are not just four continents. No. But there's like four different um, like types. Regions or something like types that. Types of no. continent regions, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like Asia, there's Africa and the Middle East together, there's Europe, and then there's, what is that other America one? America Pacific. America Pacific. And on these, each of these different types of cards are different types of objects or like uh, artifacts and things like that that mm-hmm. you'd find in a museum. So they're worth different values. They have different types of, um, they call them domains. They're parts of different types of civilizations, which we'll talk about. And then they give, like on the bottoms of the cards, they give different facts about what this item or object is too. So if you're one to want to learn more about whatever that card is, you can learn it too. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a lot of like, it's beautiful art and it's got a lot of text on it that kind of talks about what it is. And it's not necessarily, or not necessary at all, but it really brings all everything to life. And it's it's cool because it's like, again, it doesn't need to be there. But like, if you want to learn about these certain artifacts and stuff like that, it's all there. Like you would, could probably take a whole day learning about all this. Well, I... I didn't read any of them except for the one of the first ones that I took, which is a I'm I'm kind of squirreling off again, but it's a Gundestrup um, cauldron, and I totally probably butchered the name, but this comes out of Europe. I'm assuming it comes out of I'm a, yeah I'm guessing since it, comes it says out of Europe. Europe on the card then I yeah, would assume so. But it said it's made from a collection of thirteen silver plates that are decorated with mythological patterns, which I thought was really cool. It's like this cool like bowl like yeah. dish with these cool faces and stuff on it. So. Yeah. Well, even on the card, it actually tells you what region it comes from. So it, it's. Oh. kind of help it's kind of it's hard to see sometimes in some of the colors but underneath what it is it says uh celtic civilization so that's where that oh. comes from so yeah. that's it's pretty neat yeah so sorry for the squirrel <laughs> there's other well let me take a step back so so there's all these different like regions continents that have these different items or objects on it and then each player has their own museum that they're going to want to collect and purchase and place these, like, they're going to want to furbish, they call them, furbish these objects into their museum. And they do that by paying the cost of other items to be able to place them in their museum. And you want to be able to group things together that are of the same type or maybe of the same color or, did I miss... No. So it's like, it's set collection. Yeah. And you want to be able to have them line up 
orthogonally. I can't say that word. I tried. Orthogonally. Orthogonally. (laughs) Oh, man. I tell you, that word needs to not exist. So as you're doing it, um, you're going to be placing them. Um, I think the cool part of this game is as you're um, paying for them to place them, you place the ones that you're using to pay in a discard pile, but they're never truly discarded. They're placed in a pile for you to be able to see and for whomever you're playing with for them to be able to see. So they're never truly gone. You can actually, you can get them back in a step that's called inventory. So you're collecting all those cards back again, or um, any of the other players can actually take any of those cards that you've discarded from your pile as long as they purchase them and they pay you a, what are those called? They basically pay you... With like a victory point. Basically. Like a victory point. Yep, I can't remember what We can't remember. Um, they pay you that and then they can take uh, and cards and or more of those and they um, can collect whatever cards out of your stack that they would like. And then... So it kind of goes back and forth, but I think that is a cool feature because you never usually see that. Like once something's discarded, you never usually see it kind of recycling back throughout. And you certainly never see it for the ability for other players to be able to kind of rifle through. Yeah, I like that. Yours. Yeah, it's like you you get the boon of like taking somebody's card that you really want to kind of help out with the set collection. But also you still have to pay them a victory point plus the cards to pay for that card that you're getting. So oh like, yeah, the yeah the cards you're using to pay for it go in there. Yeah, their stack. I so, forgot about yeah. that. So you're you know you're kind of helping yourself out, but you can help mm-hmm. them out as well. Yep. You know they also have like some experts that you can do that you can grab that give you certain boons throughout the game. They also have headlines that help each round. It does something either positive or negative. It either takes a card away from a region or if. It adds a card or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of fun things. There's also some... Uh, favorite cards? Favorite cards that, you know, help you, you know, do certain things. Like one of them is like, okay, you take three cards from the top of a deck of one of the regions. You take one, another player to your left takes... Yeah, uh, you're basically drafting. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Takes one yeah. and then you take the last one. So, like, there's a lot of cool, like... Mm-hmm. things you also have like a goal too which i can't remember exactly what that is called um well it's called the goal yeah but you all you get a goal to choose from towards the end of the game and that's an, another set collection thing whether it's like a certain type of region that you're trying to collect from or so civ- civilization sorry there's a different civil- civilization well there's a word i can't say i can say that word uh there's also different um those different regions like tracy had a had one that she needed to get america and pacific there's also ones where you can get like you know there's uh, isn't there one with uh domains yeah which is like the different the there's like different symbols on the card like a like a wagon wheel looking thing and Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah yeah and another way to get points too is filling up your board as well. So what, how do you do that? Yeah, I was just I was I was looking at that at the same time Kurt was. <laughs> so we neither one of us ever filled up our board, but like the board, it is uh, one, two, three, four. It's five sections 
with five cards going across, five cards going down. So a total of 25 cards. Did I do the math right? Okay. And if you fill up the entire board with 25 cards, you get 12 victory points. If you, oh, then on the board, there's this section that is like a, it like kind of looks like a cross. Yeah, it's like your colored section that goes, mm-hmm. you know, it goes completely down the middle five cards and then it goes across five cards on like the third row yeah. going across. So if you would just fill up that section, you get 10 points. If you filled up, obviously you'd fill up that section and the other but with when you do that when you do the when you do the colored part of your board it has to be an actual collection it can't be like a broken up collection oh yeah it's got to be orthogonally you know correct before you get the points for that so then you'd have to meet the conditions of that and fill up your board and then you'd get 25 yeah um, and also the nice thing is when you place in your museum or on your board, you have the ability to move around cards on here. So once you place it, doesn't mean that it's stuck there for life or anything like that. You know how some games you place it there and you can't, yeah, you can't move it's it done, around. It's done. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, and then as you're placing them on the board, they have their... Um, they have values on the left-hand side on the top. You're going to be moving it around the score tracker on the board. And then when you reach, is it 50 just for two players? No, it's 50 for 50 anybody. for anybody. Okay. Yep. When you reach, whoever reaches 50 first, then the game is um, triggered at end game. And then everybody else gets one final turn to try to, to make sense of whatever. So as you're placing, you're moving up your your points based on the card's values. Every 10, you're collecting a favorite card, those cards that Kurt was talking about that um, could help you along the way by giving you additional cards throughout or um, things like that. You also get negative points if uh, public opinion shows up. So you get those those tokens that will go on certain areas and whatever whoever has those regional cards in their discard pile at the end of the game will actually get negative points depending upon how many tokens are there and how many times how many cards you actually have in your uh, discard pile unless you have like like i had a favor card that prevented um, me from scoring negative on one of the regions so i was able to prevent myself from scoring a negative 12 points, I think. Yeah, and that would have actually swung the game because our, our end game was only, you only beat maybe by three, three points. points yeah. Yep. yeah, but at the end game, you're actually counting your collections based on your civilization, your collections based on domain, your victory points that you have at the end of the game, your Are these goals. progress tokens? Maybe. What are they called? I don't remember. Okay, we can't remember. That's okay. They're like little medals. <laughs> uh, what else do you score based on? Uh, your negative scores? points. Your negative points. You have to make sure you incorporate if you hired an expert. Mm-hmm. Because um, that would incorporate there. You'd score on uh, the... If, if oh, on you filled board, on yeah. your board, which we didn't. So yeah. um, if you filled your whole board, you filled that like... 
funky cross. You did the cross and full board. Mm-hmm. You score on that. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We kind of referenced all the stuff. Oh, uh, make sure you add in your score what you were on the on your game board too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. That's what I know, but for some doing. reason, that was like the last thing we added in. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. And then whoever gets the most points wins there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those games that it's it seems kind of daunting when you first like look at it and you kind of learn the rules and stuff like that. But once you get into it, you know, at its heart, it's just an it's just a it's just a set collection game. You just have to figure out. You know, do you want to try to fill the color part on your board? Do you want to try to fill the whole board? Do you want to just worry about the certain um, civilizations and domains and just do it that way? There's a lot of different ways to score points. And, you know, it's one of those games that just kind of like Tracy said at the beginning, she's like, I was just kind of getting my bearings. And then all of a sudden the game is over, you know? And I feel like even in some of these games that you play, like, you know, depending upon what cards come out, you could be like, well, shoot, I didn't quite get what I want, so I have to train, change strategies and stuff like that. So it goes so quickly that you're like, okay, well, I can try this next strategy this next game. Well, and for me, like, I guess I wasn't thinking about it, and I was spending a lot of cards to put out high-valued cards in my museum, and I didn't really need to. Like, putting out five is the highest card you can put out, and then you get one of those extra points or extra like whatever we don't know what they're called you get one of those if you place a five but it wasn't necessary for me to do that all the time and so it would have been cheaper at some points for me to be able to just put out a one value card if it was applicable it wasn't all the time for me but like I felt like I was kind of handcuffing myself at one point because in my head I was thinking I needed to always put out high value cards and yeah. I I don't know why I had that stuck in my head. Granted it moved me along the scoring track, but I was still behind, but you were placing more cards because you were you were able to mm-hmm. um afford them and I couldn't. I could buy like one. Yeah, and, and I think I wasn't that, thinking. And I think that's it too. It's like, you know, some people think like, oh, if I get all the high victory point cards now, then I'll just be winning. And it's like, no. Because even though I put out more cards than you do, I feel like you still beat me. So you not by much, but not by much. But like that's the thing. I wasn't even thinking when I placed these cards that I was moving on the track. Yeah. I just I think I was You make me yawn so much. Stop it. I think I think when I was placing the cards, I was looking at the symbols for the domains, and I wasn't thinking about whether it was it made sense and they were affordable. So. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Fun game. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't fit very well on a card table though. Yeah. So if you need, if you want to play this game, you might need a nice like. Well, we should, but we just don't want to go downstairs or something. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't want to go downstairs. We still did good. But yeah, so this is like, it looks really beefy on this table. Yeah. So this was a good one. Yeah. Obviously, we enjoyed it because we just talked about. Probably playing this as soon as we're done recording, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those that, um, yeah, as soon as we were done playing it, me and Mike, Mike was like, yeah, I'm really impressed with this game. And I was like, and, and as soon as you know, like, I some people you know right away, as soon as they really like something, you're like, this this is something they're going to want to play a lot. So for Mike, I was like, well, we're I'm going to buy, or we're going to buy a couple expansions and then it'll be fun to play them too, because even though this base game, I feel like you could play this 
a lot and still not kind of play the same game twice because there's still a lot of cards in here. Yeah. It'd, just, it'd be nice to add some other stuff just to see what that adds to it. If it's, if it's just more artifacts, if there's some other, you know, uh, little yeah. additions to the game that make it a little more, you know, streamlined or exciting. Yeah, I can't remember what um, other kinds of, or what other expansions that we ended up buying him, but I was pretty excited, even though I had never played the game. I was like, ooh, I think if I think I want to like this game, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we get him? Ooh, they have a I think... Crystal Palace. Nice. And Cthulhu, Cthulhu one. Nice. Well, they, apparently the ones we got are not anywhere right now. Okay, those are the only two they have on uh, Amazon, because I quickly just pulled yeah. that up just so I, I could got see... I think we got them the Pictura one, the expansion, and then one other one. Oh, I know what we got them. We got them the World Fair expansion and the Black Market expansion. Yeah, and Black Market looked like that would be kind of like hardcore and kind of fun. So that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to get that Black Market for them. Yeah, look at it. Oh, yeah, that one's currently not available. And I'm guessing this... World Fair one, obviously, is any... The World's Fair is what it's yeah. called. So the black market, they kind of explain it. It says, uh, adds a market system to the game where you may purchase objects and notoriety cards to complete your collections and harass your adversaries. Oh. <laughs> Which I love that. For those of you looking to put a more aggressive emphasis on the interaction between players and museum, this is the one for you. Which I love that. Um, this, uh, the World's Fair expansion introduces two new mechanics. The first new mechanic is the pavilion, which introduces a new shared objective. And oh. then the second new mechanic is loans. Loans allow you to send an item to another player's museum, which will benefit both of you. Interesting. So it's like, it's like two different ones. One of that one is the World's Fair is more like, hey, we were working together and the black market one is more like. Uh, screw you, we're gonna I'm gonna screw you yeah, over. Because it says the loan system gives veterans a new way to optimize their collections. Nice. And the other one's like, yeah. I'm gonna be so mean. Yeah. Wow, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't, know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know what that was. I don't know either. It kinda sounded like I was gonna bar for something. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So there's our our uh, impressions of both of those games. Again, it's nice to continue to chop through the games that we need to play i was even looking at some of the games downstairs i was like what is left <laughs> like there are there are a ton left there are but it's kind of funny because i think between you and me we've some of those we've actually played just not together so it's just kind of weird that, well that's, and that's that's what we decided to add to our challenge too is there are games on there that we've like the red cathedral is one that we have on our list but we haven't played it physically We've only played that. Well, you've played it. I've played. I've played. Now it. you have. I've played it physically um, with Mike, and I've also played it solo. But now you have. But you didn't yeah. when we originally added it. But when we originally added it, we had it on there because we had only played it virtually on Board Game Arena yeah, or true. Tabletopia or something like that. Yeah. And we liked it. We bought it, and now we wanted to have it so that we could play it the physical copy. There's a few on there that one of us has played that the other hadn't. So we figured we'd put it on there, but then there's games down there like the metal 
not the meadow. Just meadow. Meadow. I want to call it the meadow um, that we have not played, but we purchased it since. So, you know, maybe next year we'll do it again Mm -hmm. and we'll wipe through all of our stuff. Uh, I don't know. Let's see if we can make it through this one. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Have you played Dragoon or Museum? Is there, you know... I have. (laughs) Not talking to you. (laughs) Talking to... I have. Listen. Why, thanks. I have. <laughs> Let us know what you think about it at MFGCast on Twitter. I'm not going to call it the other thing because screw that. Uh, MFGCast family on... LMNOP? On, yep. Uh, at oh, M- uh, MFGCast family on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And until next time, I am Kurt. And I am Tracy. And this was the MFGCast. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.